Carvel. Carvel! Akane Tendo Pigtailed Girl. Akane Tendo Pigtailed Girl. Akane Tendo Pig. Greetings, programs, and welcome to another episode of Fan Holes, Big in Japan. I'm Justin, and I'll be your host this evening. Joining me tonight are two of my fellow Pokemon masters. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? I am the Unown Unknown, Derek, Derek WC. What's up? Hey, it's Mike, and those friggin' unknowns drove me crazy in gold and silver. It was like I, I eventually I decided to collect every letter of the alphabet and like you know they appear at random so it's like I need a fucking Z unknown goddamn it <laughs> like where are you? Uh, we have eight fucking B unknowns. I never did that. I was like uh, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, this movie kind of made me think of like playing that, and I was like, ooh, total dial. Like I remember like really like I I really liked playing as him and like. Took him to his final evolution and was beating guys with him. I was like, oh, total dial. And also, he sounds like Dial the Duck, and that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I picked, when I picked, played Gold the first time through, I picked Tota Dial, and I had a, what was his final evolution? Feraligator, I think. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, but like he was like in my like main six for a while, but then I replaced him. But, but uh, anyway. For this episode, we are doing Pokemon 3, the movie, a.k.a. Pokemon 3, the movie, Intei, Spell of the Unknown, a.k.a. Gekijoban Pakito Monster Kishoto no Teo Entei. This film was released on July 8th, 2000 in Japan and April 6th, 2001 in the United States. The synopsis, which I stole from Internet Movie Database, simply states... In the town of Greenfield, a young, lonely girl's dreams and wishes are brought into reality by a co- collective of reality-warping Pokemon. So, have have we all seen this movie before? Because I know, like, off-air, Derek and I were trying to remember exactly what happened in this film. And, like, for me, I know it's been at least 11 years since I last watched this. I, I, I'm not sure... I'm still not sure. I don't. I don't okay. remember. Like I'm old and feeble, and I don't remember. Like like this was the last Pokemon movie in the theaters, so it's entirely conceivable I did see it in the theaters when I was watching it again today for this episode. The only you remember, I said I was going to wait and watch it and see if anything triggered any like recall whatsoever. Like I think the only scene that triggered some kind of recall, and it's why it's my avatar right now, is is uh, the adult or the, the I don't know teenage version of Molly. Like for some reason, that sequence when she first is displayed that way and and has the the battle with Brock. Like I kind of. I think I remember that. And then the other thing I tried to do to trigger myself was I, 
I went and looked at film in the year 2001 for Wikipedia, because sometimes I can see what came out around that time and kind of go, well, yeah, I saw that in the theater and I saw that in the theater. And so it's like, and to be perfectly fair, like whatever Harry Potter movie came out that year, I absolutely positively saw it. Do I remember what happened in it? Fuck no. I, I have no idea. <laughs> so my my thought is it's entirely possible I saw it and, and I remembered absolutely nothing except for like teenage adult Molly about it. So I'm sorry. It's a wishy-washy answer. I think I might have seen it. I'm not really sure. The, the only other reason why I doubt and question myself is I, I'm like, that was 2001. And I'm like, maybe I was like trying not i don't know like I, I was trying to think like who would have i seen that with and there's only like one person i can think of that would have gone to seen that with me but i don't exactly remember doing that and then at the time like there were there were certain ladies i was trying to woo and all this other stuff and like i was like maybe i got distracted and was embarrassed by going to those by that point and di- i mean it's like i remember the johto era like and i was i was kind of watching it but this is this is right around the era where i pretty much like stopped following this show like so so it's entirely possible i might have checked out on this movie or maybe i went to it and fell asleep or you, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I, I'm not 100% sure. All I do know, all I can tell you, is I absolutely positively saw the movie Valentine with David Boreanaz in the same year. So I don't know what's wrong with me, but <laughs> but yeah, there there are things I remember and there are things I don't. So that's, that's all I can tell you, Justin. What about you, Mike? I don't think I ever saw this one. Like, I kind oh. of vaguely remember... It like I like I knew it was based on like I was like, oh, it's the one with the fire dog, like, right. And then I was like, yeah, it's that one. But I and I don't even remember the unknowns being part of it or like so I I don't believe I had seen this before. I did not see this in the theater. I I remember my brother coming home one day and he had bought it on VHS and we immediately like sat down and watched it. I'm not even sure if he saw it in the theater. Like, I know he was still into Pokemon, but I I can't remember him going to see it. But then again, like, I may have been running around with my friends or doing who knows what. So, so who knows about that? But, um, like, I was trying to recall things about this. And, like, the only things I really definitely remembered is, for some reason, I remember Ash walking up that waterfall. For some reason, I was like, yeah, I remember that. Like, he's walking up the waterfall with, the, like, the vines and stuff. And then... Just them, like, walking upstairs. Like, there's a lot of scenes in this movie of, like, Ash and everyone else just, like, running upstairs constantly. I'm like, yeah, there was a lot of, like, running upstairs in this movie for some reason. I don't I don't know why. What did you guys think of the art direction and animation in this movie? Because I think there's some really nice sequences. Like, especially, you, you've got these, like, vast landscapes that are being crystallized. And there's some really nice, like kind of matte paintings in this too and there's like there's some decent cgi effects like especially at the end charizard versus uh entei like they're all flying around like it's really nicely animated and there's some pretty decent cgi in this i i watched this on the blu-ray because this is the last of those movies that are collected on that like steel box blu-ray set that has the first three movies and i mean i don't know if it's because of the quality of the blu-ray but I felt like no awkward 
CGI like dated shame at all when I was watching it. So I I guess that's the highest praise I can give it. I, I'm not saying that certain things stood out to me as much as they did to you, but I I never had that moment where I was like, oh, that's you know that that's uh, robots in disguise like fire truck prime and CG. Like I never I never had a mo- uh. I never had a moment like that. So. <laughs> I, I I mean I thought the animation was pretty clean. Like I don't know. Like I didn't really like care for the direction. I guess like I felt like the action. Like aside from that, like you mentioned the Charizard and Entei fight. Like I didn't think the action was all that good. And I, I wanted to ask you guys: Do you feel like I don't know? Like the fights in this between the Pokemon were like way way like toned down from like previous movies and stuff. Like I feel like at this point like. Maybe, you know, people were complaining that it was a little too violent for a kid's show and like they like all of a sudden like and it's not like it was always like like super violent to begin with. But I just feel like the fights like didn't have as much impact like in this movie. Like if, if you compare the fight, you know, Ash has with that girl at the beginning of this movie with the fight he has at the beginning of Mewtwo Strikes Back, I feel like. The Mewtwo Strikes Back one is a lot like more like visceral, I guess. Like when someone get like a Pokemon gets hit, you like feel them like get hit. But in this, it's kind of like they get like kind of like lazily like bumped into and then they're knocked out or whatever. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed that, I, but I thought about that, like mainly during Molly's battle sequences. Like it seemed like those were really toned down and at first i thought well maybe this is off because those are not real pokemon they're like made up so maybe that's why it seems off but then like even when you know it's like bali versus misty and they're breathing underwater and stuff i was like this really feels kind of off and i couldn't quite put my finger on it but now that you say that like i think that's what i was sensing was kind of off i mean could you could you make the no prize or the argument i mean i know you kind of mentioned it but i mean it's not the really for reals world, like it's the dream world. Because I mean, in the when when Ash fights, what's her name, Kelly, the the one that Brock wants to, you know, Lisa, oh Lisa, that wants to get with, like like they they're opening, you know, their opening sequence, which is the the the, the trope of all these Pokemon movies. You know, we've got the the pop song while the trainers are exchanging. Pokemon fights and stuff. It's like, forgive me, I don't know all the names. There's that one dude who, like, Ash busts out that totally, like, yeah, I think it's, like, what, Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee that belongs to Lisa, and, and he he envelops it in fire. I mean, like, it, I mean, obviously it doesn't incinerate the other Pokemon, but, I mean, it's not like they're playing with kid gloves, at least in that that first exchange. I mean, he's... To me, I mean, as much as I'm sure gamers, you know, Pokemon gamers are going to yell and scream about Pikachu going up against the water type or whatever. Like, I don't know, the the effort that they put into the fight. I, I, I didn't get the sense that Ash or or Lisa were holding back and neither did I get the notion that their Pokemon were holding back. But maybe in the maybe in the dream world, maybe because it's really just a little girl, like maybe she's. She's she is holding back. Like maybe there's not as much vindictiveness in the the poke battles or something. I don't know. Like that first battle. Like I f- maybe it was because of the setting, but it felt like the Pokemon were just kind of like playing with each other because it, it like it was kind of a playground. Like they were like fighting on or whatever. But like it, like there was a slide and like some kind of swing or something or or I, I forgot what it was. But 
I, I don't know. For some reason, it just seemed very like tepid when you compare it to like, you know, like I said, that first battle Ash has with that douchebag and like uh, Mewtwo strikes back. I did like some of the dialogue during that battle where where they first meet Lisa and Brock's like, hi, Lisa, I'm Brock and I want to be your boyfriend. She's like, ha, no, thanks. I just want to fight. <laughs> I was like, OK, <laughs> hey, at least like, oh, poor Brock. Well, hey, at least he got the answer right away. I mean, he doesn't have to hold out hope, <laughs> right? He, he knows for sure he can, he can move on to the next officer, Jenny and, and Nurse Joy that he comes across, right? He didn't get jerked around by a Min-Mei Pokemon trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I value that in Lisa. At least Lisa's upfront about it. You know, she she knows what she wants and what she doesn't want. I'm I'm all for. <laughs> I'm I'm pro Lisa, just like Lisa Hayes. See, Lisa's got to stick together, right? You know. <laughs> you know, and no one thing that really made me laugh in this movie, like above all else, is when uh, Professor Oak and Ash's mom like arrive at the mansion. And Ash's mom is like, oh, Pikachu, like, hi, how you doing, Pikachu? And Ash is like, mom? And she's like, oh, hi, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you what's up. You see, you see uh, Mr. Mom still hitting it with uh, Mrs. Ketchum. He, she's, I, he's, he's still there. I knew we were going to get into this as soon as I saw him in the background. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to get more like mine jokes. Mine. <laughs> yep. We went there. Okay. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> hey, man, he's he, he he has to get some kind of payment for cleaning up the kitchen house. Come on. <laughs> I see. I still think it's Professor Oak who's plowing Delia well, on the side. That, well, you know, there is that moment where they, they it's like Professor Oak steps out of the car and then Mom steps out of the car and he's like, Mom! You know, so it's like, you know, they, there's, there's, some, there's some validation in this movie of that theory as well. It's like, Ash, continue on your adventure so I can continue plowing your mother. <laughs> it's probably more insidious than that. She's probably uh, she's probably with both of them. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> my favorite Pokemon makes his movie debut. Wobbuffet. Wob. He only has a few scenes. Wob. But uh, I was like, oh, Wobbuffet, and then uh, he immediately like goes away. But he shows up, you know, once or twice. That, but I was just like, that, oh, Wobbuffet. That, that did make me audibly laugh, where she's like, what are you doing out there? Get back in there. He's <laughs> like, wow. I don't think your uh, favorite Pokemon was even in this one, Mike. I'm no, sorry. No, as, as my, as my uh, avatar <laughs> like quote says today, sir, not appearing in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not even like any of my second favorites, I don't think. So, did you guys watch the um the short before it, the Pikachu and Pichu like short, or did no. you just watch like the movie? Like I, the copy I watched had the short uh, tagged on to it too. So yeah, I ended I, I up just, watching that. Unfortunately, I I don't think those Blu-rays I have or the Blu-ray tin they don't have any of the shorts. They just have the film. So I did not watch the Pichu little beginning short. But I mean, I remember they would always play those before the the theatrical releases and stuff to make it like a, what a, like a full 74 minutes instead of, you know, just being like a, whatever it is, like a 60 minute yeah. thing or whatever. Well, it's like the, the only thing I'll say about that is I feel like, like 
it was again like it feels like it was being dumbed down a little bit because in Japanese it was probably completely without dialogue except for like you know the beginning when Ash like you know says you bye guys like we'll be back to pick you up and then like uh then you just hear the Pokemon voices but in the English dub it's like the narrator has to explain like everything that's going on basically like where it's like uh oh like Pichu and Pikachu have gotten in trouble like how will they solve this? Like, and I'm like, we know we can see it. Like, you don't have to like say what's happening, but I guess, you know, third movie in, they have to dumb shit down for the audience. I, I think that's for the three year olds in the audience. You know? No, I, I didn't watch that. I kind of thought maybe one day we would just watch like four or five of those at once since they're only like five or 10 minutes long or something. I don't know. It, it was 15 minutes long and it felt like, an hour <laughs> <laughs> you know like that that's another thing about this like like okay th- these are films right like they're conceivably they're meant to be seen in a movie theater and i've always been of the opinion like i i understand the hollywood american formula for writing a screenplay like I have to be upfront. Like I've never understood. I mean, th- th- there there are elements that are shared, but I feel like there's things in Japan that are completely antithetical to that formula. And like, I don't know. Like, th- th- there are things about this, like the pace of this. Like, the the reason why I bring it up is because Mike said it felt like that short took you know an hour of his life or whatever, even though it was fifteen minutes. And uh, I don't know. I think when Mike also talked about the direction, like this is one of those those anime films where I feel like like I I kept having to go back and look at things again, like to like wait, what happened? Wait, what? What? Like how did this? And like it felt like I would I, I would easily get distracted while watching this, stop paying attention, and then miss like all the vital scenes. It's like, you know, or, 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 and maybe that's my fault more than the direction or whatever. But, but I think also the, for me, the movie technically climaxes at about like maybe 50 minutes or something or 55 minutes, but then it like goes on for like another 20 minutes that feels like, you know, I don't know, another half yeah. an hour, you know, and I'm just like, that, that t- was like some, that felt like some contrived, like bullshit, like to me too, yeah, where they're like, what's happening? And it's like the unknowns are doing some psychic shit that's, you know, going out of control for no reason. Yeah. Cause I mean, the real climax of the film is Entei versus Charizard. And then like, once that's done, like then, I mean, to me, I was like, I, I, felt like i checked the fuck out but like there was still <laughs> there was still all this like st- like all oh, the unknowns and and don't get me started like what who decided is that just a japanese thing where they're like selling you light bear or whatever like why why is unknown <laughs> spelled u-n-o-w-n like that confused the fuck out of me because i'm like what spirit <laughs> of the you noun like what what does that mean and then and like i was trying to remember i'm like how do they pronounce that in the film and of course in the dub you know professor Oak's like oh this is the unknown you know and i'm just kind of like oh it is unknown but i'm like what the, why are they doing that? Like, I didn't, I don't know. I totally didn't understand that. And, and also I felt like maybe that was a way to diffuse responsibility from Molly. Like, cause it's, it's kind of like Molly and Entei are 
in some sense, the big bads in this film. But then once you have the quote unquote, to me, what, what I think is the, you know, it's like, what, what are they, the, what do, what do they call them? The hobbits, the first breakfast. It's like the first climax or whatever. In, in first climax, you know, you have the fight between Charizard and Entei, but in like second climax, you've got this unknown crap, which don't ask me what happened. Cause I, I totally checked the fuck out. I don't, I don't know. Like it, some, some stuff happened, some crystals grew and then everything was okay. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened with that. And then everybody was like, partying at the end to like pop music or some shit like that you know stuff happened and and then and then team rocket and then can i can i ask what the fuck happened to her dad like did they ever recover her dad is her dad just dead like did i miss that did i go to sleep on that you must have missed that because like the unknown kind of like pooped him out of that dimension Oh, okay so he comes back he's back at the end i was just checked out by that point okay and then i oh go ahead because i had something to say about that too uh, the thing that I was like questioning, I was like, okay, so like over the credits, like I guess Molly's mom was at a peace conference because like, okay, the whole movie they avoid saying where she is. Like they never say if she's dead, if she's on vacation, if she's sick. But then it's like over the credits, like she just kind of shows up and Molly's like, <gasps> and runs to her, and then we have like a happy reunion. I was just like, where the crap was she? Like this yeah. totally comes out of the blue. Like, like what? I- I was like, I was like going back and forth on that because, like, you know, yeah, at the beginning they kind of imply that Molly's mom is is gone, and whether you, you know, maybe I was at first thinking it was like a kids' movie way of saying, oh, she passed away or something, yeah. you know, but you know, and then her dad like gets sucked into that dimension. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I bet her mom got sucked into the dimension too. And by the end of the movie, they'll both like come back out and everything will be Jake. And then like at the end, you know, yeah, like her dad gets like shot out of the dimension. He's like all okay. And you see her, her reunite with him. And I'm like, okay, so I guess, you know, Molly's mom is really dead. And that's like what that was. But then, yeah, during the end credits, you see, she just shows up again and she's like, Hey, I'm still alive. Like (laughs) I just, I just went to the packy for some smokes. Yeah. Like, you know. And then I was like, wait, so I'm confused. Like, like you, you were, you were toying with my emotions. Like I thought this was some kind of, you know, you know, uh, thing that adults would get that kids wouldn't get or whatever. But instead, no, it was, you know, the, there's no explanation. Like her mom and her dad are back and they're all okay. And that, that's the end. Goodbye. What did you guys think about Molly pulling an Aresia like midway through the film or whatever? <laughs> And and for for anybody who doesn't know what that means, that means she 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 used her dream powers to <laughs> to upage herself to to make herself was, more I, adult. Like at, I was I was kind of like at first like, oh no, I hope Brock doesn't try to. Hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did challenge her to a battle right away, and he did call her cute. So because he he's like he's yeah, like, was like he's, was he's like, okay. he's like, like that's, that's a cute Pokemon for a cute trainer. So and I was like, okay. I was like, that's kind of borderline. <laughs> it bro. is kind of borderline. Be careful. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like tread lightly, Brock. Tread lightly. The thing that kind of like stuck out to me when I was watching this again is like this movie is just really trippy. Like you've got all these like weird crystal landscapes. You've got like an open field of green grass inside the mansion you've got the aged up dream version of molly and then they're like breathing underwater like there's just a lot of like 
weird blue cupcake stuff in here for no yeah, reason. Yeah, like I kept thinking of uh, I kept thinking of Morrison's Doom Patrol when I was watching it with like all the <laughs> portals and different things, and then and then I was thinking like in the Pokemon universe, like is it me or do like delicious tears activate everything? Cause like she cries on the little tablets and then it opens up the trippy portal. So I was like, damn dude, like crying like triggers all kinds of stuff in like okay world or whatever. So I thought this was uh, kind of funny. If it's true. I-, I read on IMDB that none other than Sean Connery turned down the role of Molly's dad in the dub. And I was just like, Whoa, what? <laughs> that, wow. that must've been in his period where like he didn't understand shit and he was turning shit down left and right. Cause there was that, I don't know if you've ever heard that story, but there's this story where he's like, it, like Sean Connery turned down the role in the matrix too. You know, that when, when Neo goes in and he sees the, the Kentucky fried chicken guy or whatever is, deal is you know the guy in the white and the beard or whatever like that was offered to sean connery and sean connery's like i don't know what the fuck this is you know like fuck this i turn it all down you know or whatever right and 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 then and then when they offered him the league of extraordinary gentlemen the joke was it's like i didn't fucking understand this shit either but i accepted it and took it you know like i just said yes you know so we see how that worked out but you know whatever um but yeah, that's that's kind of hilarious because that that actually makes a lot of sense because he was he was probably getting offered shit left and right that he didn't know what the fuck it was and this I mean I, he, I imagine wasn't he supposed to be Gandalf too I don't know like at some at some point I know like it, 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 the plan was for him to be Gandalf <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings too but I guess either he turned it down or they decided not to go with him <clears throat> or what you know what yeah this is this is a totally deep cut and you guys probably won't get it but. Do you do you know do you know the actor Craig Lawson by any chance? Like he was he was the character Neil in Nightmare on Elm Street three, and then the other thing I remember him from was he was like it was super deep cut. He was the lead in a film called Body Doubles, and I was like, dude, he. I was like, if there was a live action version of Professor Spencer Hale, like I'm like that should be Craig Lawson, and I know that's like totally random, but if anybody if anybody can like bridge the gap between like you know Nightmare on Elm Street three and Pokemon three, and you've seen both, like tell me I'm wrong or like, you know, I don't know, like take a look at it and kind of be like, Hey, that kind of makes sense or whatever. But yeah, that, that was totally what was on my mind when I saw professor Spencer Hale. And then like his assistant, like, is it me or does like Skylar look like, like you're talking about Ash might be, you know, uh, professor Oak might be Ash's dad. I I'm telling you for shit. Sure. That Skylar like is the son of professor Oak. Cause, cause he looks like a young professor Oak to me. <laughs> hey, I get around, okay? <laughs> Professor Oak gets around. I was ha- I was I was happy to see Tracy like hanging around like I know I know that's where he like stuck himself basically in Professor Oak's like, you know, lab, but I was like, "Oh, cool." Like usually you just see a cameo of him or whatever, yeah. but like after he left and but then he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm still here." I mean, this was kind of his obligatory cameo in this film. Hey Justin, did you play Gold and Silver? Mm-hmm. Or one yeah, did you did you ever catch the dogs, like the three legendary dogs? No, no. Like it was I remember it was some random ass shit where they would like show up like once you freed them from like the stone like obelisk or whatever in the cave, they would like there was a one like a point, like one chance you would find them in any random encounter or something. 
And then, like, I, I forgot, like, I, I did eventually catch all three of them. And, like, because I had to, you had to do this trick where you went, like, you, you, there was some device where you could, like, pinpoint their location. And then you'd have to go to that, like, area and, like, walk around until you possibly found them. But you could use, um, like, the, the repel and repel any uh, Pokemon that weren't, like, high-leveled. And so, like, the dog would, like, show up, like, more often. But then, like, you only had, like, the one chance to capture them. And if you killed them, th- then they were gone for good. But, like, I, I ended up managing to catch like all three and i i i think the the electric dog which i don't remember the name of uh ended up as a regular fixture on my team but like entei and the water guy didn't really Simitone? yeah and that, yeah i, I forgot do you remember what the electric one was named i remember <sighs> no i couldn't remember his name i want to no. say it was like Ryden or something that but, like, sounds yeah. right yeah yeah it's something with our like rye but like in whatever case, yeah, like I, I know I caught all three, but I only ended up using the lightning dog. I remember fighting Suicune twice, and both times he completely annihilated me, and I just kind of yeah gave up on that. I was like, okay. I think when you when you uh, when you unlock them in the game or you release them from whatever like thing they were in, they're they're all like I think twenty levels ahead of your like strongest Pokemon at that point. So it's like you you're not technically supposed to be able to capture them until you're up to their level, but. I know, like, I know I got all three, but I don't remember, like, because, like, eventually people figured out that trick I mentioned, but, like, uh, I don't think I, like, I was like, great, I have them, like, and uh, then I was like, I only want to use this one, though, because I I needed a spot for a lightning Pokemon on my team. I just remember playing, like, Super Smash Brothers uh, Melee a, be- a bajillion times and if someone threw an ante you knew to get the crap out of the way because he's about to blast your ass <laughs> yeah. oh I, j- I just looked it up it's Raiko oh so, lightning dog yeah and Sui Kyun and ante yeah is, three. is ante like a hyper beam hyper beam hyper beam or? he was the fire one yeah but like he he I guess well I forgot what I, I assume that was supposed to be some kind of like hyper beam or laser attack he was using. I, I just mean like usually, in terms of Smash Brothers or whatever, would it be as annoying as you know somebody just hyper beaming you like cheaply or like what? What did he do in Smash Brothers, Justin? Do you remember? Or? I I thought he shot fire out from his back or something, and it just completely annihilated you. Yeah, it like covered like half the screen uh, or something. Okay. Yeah. Did you, I mean, I, this was something I kind of wanted to ask you guys, like, what do you think of, I mean, as a quote unquote, maybe big bad of this movie, like, what do you think of Entei in the movie? Like, cause I was, I was trying to rationalize, like, th- there's part of me that thinks he's a poor man's Mewtwo because here you have another big Pokemon big bad type character but it also speaks english whereas like most pokemon don't and mewtwo did and and then my my other thought to that is well how do you preserve mewtwo's specialness it's like well mewtwo really did telepathically speak but my thought is entei is just kind of like a a dream like a, a dream imagination of a little girl so it has her father's voice but Maybe there are other normal Entes out there that don't have 
the voice, I guess. But I, I mean, I don't know what I, you guys think about that. But. I, I just thought he was upholding the tradition of the movie villains because Lugia could talk too. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm, that's true. Uh, not that he was a villain, but yeah, like so. I was just like, oh, I guess these high level like legendary guys can all, can all like, psychically communicate yeah, yeah. or yeah, whatever. I don't know. Looking, I know what I was reminded of with him was like the princess bride because he was just like, as you wish, like, as you wish, as you wish, like you want Ash's mom, I will get her for you. That, that makes it even worse now that her mom just went out for a pack of smokes, all this trouble over over that or a peace conference or whatever. It's like, like, did she not know that though? Like, like, if you had the power of Entei, wouldn't you wish for, like, your real mom? I don't know. She was a very stupid girl. I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, she did try to drown everybody, but not really. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's some logic to that. I, I don't know. So we've watched three of these movies now. Like, do you guys prefer any of these three uh, over the others? I, I guess I still have a soft spot for the first one. I mean, I... I, I still have mega fan aura for Mewtwo, like so. I I, yeah, I, I think like I would I would go with the first one if I if you if yeah, you wanted like, me to rank them or whatever. Yeah, like so far, I like it's going progressively like best to worst for me. Like this this one wasn't bad, but it wasn't like I I kind of side with Derek where I was kind of like you know starting to drift a little towards the end where I'm like, isn't this over yet? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I got to be honest. Like while I was watching this, I was kind of like. Dude, bring on some Digimon movies, man. Like, this is making me zone out a little bit, you know? Well, our goal on the panels is to entertain Derek and keep him from taking a nap. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible uh, goal or, or, or uh, uh, mandate. Yeah, that's that's no good. I mean, it, I must it's be, not. I must be like. It's not. It's not. I must be even tougher than Derek because I sat through the short at the beginning too. <laughs> and it was I was I was gonna say, Justin, it's not like the zinger like like put me to sleep, but but at least in terms of my my interest, like was I engaged in this? Like I I didn't literally fall asleep watching this, but I felt my attention drifting. Whereas like the Mazinger thing that I I shared with you that one night, like I literally went to that Fathom event and I was I knocked the fuck out like for that like most of that that thing and and you understand why because you saw it yourself but like i yeah i don't know dude like i i just wasn't there were things i was engaged with where i was like oh yeah you know the the fight between entei and and charizard was was pretty cool like I'll, i'll i'll give it up for that you know like and and i enjoyed looking at like some of the visuals that you're talking about i think i think the crystal stuff probably overwhelmed me like there was probably too much crystal stuff, so it wasn't as special. But I mean, I, I think the oddity of the, the the tidal wave and the the underwater stuff and 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 that kind of thing, or like the ice steps, or you know whatever it was that was going on in that castle, like that kind of stuff, like seemed unique enough to to sort of engage me. I think, and and the fact that like Ash's mom is in danger, like that kind of raises the stakes a little bit and stuff like that. But you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I might, I might be willing to put this above the second movie. Like, I think it's a, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up. Like, however, I'm feeling that day, but I would definitely rank the first Pokemon film at the top of the heap, and then, and then the other two, you know, might have to like, you know, fight it out in the mud hut, you know, to see who gets on top. You know, 
<laughs> I think, yeah, like I, I think I like the second one slightly better than this one, and I like the first one the best. So, like, I, I think the fight between the legendary birds was more exciting, mm. and like, even if like Lawrence the Third wasn't the greatest villain or whatever, like, I don't know. I, I guess like it was easier to dislike him, I guess, than anyone in this movie. So, yeah, I guess I guess Lawrence is better than than the you nouns. <laughs> whatever they are you now yeah. you needed you needed you needed to get like setsuna fsa to come and communicate with them or whatever <laughs> and get them to stop crystallizing people no i need uh i need what's his face from the jig and house school to come down and talk to the you nouns <laughs> the you nouns <laughs> we're gonna have a gunpla battle we're gonna have a gunpla battle with the you nouns forget all this pokemon nonsense <laughs> well, i'm from the jig and house school what about you, Justin? How would you rank the films that, that you've been having us watch? I would also put the first one as the best so far. And yeah, I, the other is it's kind of a toss-up. I don't know. I Kind of like you, I guess it just depends on what, what I'm feeling that day. But the, the, at least the second one has like Zapdos being a dick and his you know, <laughs> blood-curdling cry of death or whatever like I was talking about. Yeah. I will say that since this is technically like the first like Johto League movie, like Pokemon Gold and Silver is like I would put it on a list of my like favorite video game sequels of all time. Like like I loved that game. Like and I think like the roster of Pokemon like from Gold and Silver, like that's the last generation I know any like Pokemon from basically like any generation after this, I, you, you search me. Like, I don't know any of Gold and Silver, like have the entire first game in them. Like after you complete the main quest, then you can go back to like, what's the first like continent or whatever, Justin, do you remember like the original continent? No, I don't. I forgot. Whatever the one that's not Johto, um, but you can go to that continent and basically play the eight gym leaders from that first game like over again, and they like have all new dialogue and new Pokemon and stuff. So like, I thought that was pretty awesome. So mm. like, yeah, like I I have nothing but love for the games of like Gold and Silver. In fact, I was gonna say like I think. She she uses a Kingdra and Kingdra was on my team like because I remember he was I think he's like water slash dragon type and because of that mix he has no weaknesses except against other dragon types because I forgot how it worked out but like like I put him specifically on my team because everyone was like, Oh, did you know Kingdra only has like one weakness? Like, and everything else is like ineffective against him. And it's because like his dual types, like dragon has resistance to lightning. So it doesn't affect his water side. And then like whatever was like dragon was weak to like water had a resistance to. So like he had like, you know, a natural resistance to like everything. So I, I just remember Kingdra fondly. So other than the Locario movie, I think after this film, for sure, I'm pretty blind going forward. Is there anything that either of you guys would maybe point to as like a pinnacle or anything after this? Like, in, in other words, I know we were talking about ranking the movies we've seen so far. Like, I guess my question is, are there other films that rank above 
one, two, and three for you moving forward at all? Yes, my favorite movie is still to come. I think I'll keep that one under wraps. Okay, okay. No, that's fair. But um, my favorite movie is like coming up. It's not the next one or the next one, but it's it's, it's coming it's, up. It's coming up. Okay. Yeah. The only other one I've seen is that Mewtwo Returns special. Okay. okay. So like, yeah, and, and like that was pretty okay. So, but yeah, like I, I'd still go to bat for I guess the first one is my favorite. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of Big in Japan. And Derek, if you would be so kind as to do your usual thing. If you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, if you are concerned about Brock calling young adult up-aged Molly cute, please send your angry emails to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. We are on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com where you can find all the backlog episodes of Big in Japan along with all of our other shows we have in addition to Big in Japan we have Mobile Suit Mondays we've got Toku Thursdays we've got Transformers Tuesdays we've got Sentai Saturdays we've got comics motherfucker do you read them where we talk about comics we've got the fanholes podcast proper So if you've liked listening to Big in Japan, please consider checking out the backlog of episodes and all our other shows. And we are on all kinds of social media. You can get in contact with us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, and we are on iTunes. And this is Justin signing off. This is Derek, Derek WC. I am Unown signing off. (laughs) It's Mike signing off.
Ash, go and rescue your mother. So I can get with her later. Dude, they're pulling like a G.I. Joe the movie where it's like, you know, everybody has to keep going so Lieutenant Falcon can beat up Burgess Meredith at the end or whatever, you know? It's like, <laughs> Ash, I'll take out this guy. Keep going. I was like, man, Brock and Misty really need to, like, do more battles. Like, all they all have, like, unevolved, like, guys. Like, I'm like, oh, I was like, Misty, you're using a Goldeen. Like, that's like using a goldfish, like, basically. <laughs> like, it's like one step away from using a, what's a, a Magikarp or whatever. Yeah, Brock brought out his Zubat, and I was like, Zubat? What, what's he going to do? Come on. <laughs> yeah, if... Wonder if Pokemon existed in the world of DC Comics, maybe you know a Zubat would have crashed through Bruce Wayne's window. <laughs> yes, yes, Father, I shall become a Zubat man. Eighteen years, and the Zubat is still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Must you always butt into our business? Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 